if you've ever been in a situation where you felt like you just did not belong. Uh, maybe a party. You can think of a party or an event that you had to go to where you were completely a fish out of water. You didn't fit in at all. You didn't feel like you were even comfortable in your own skin. I remember I, I grew up very poor, and so one time as an adult, I started to sort of uh, make a lifestyle for myself. I had a steady job. Uh, I had a, a steady life, and, and so I was invited to a few events here or there, and I remember going to my first cocktail party, right? And I had no idea what to do. I didn't know what to wear. I didn't know where the, the forks or knives should go at the fancy tables. I didn't know uh, what was appropriate to, to drink or not drink or what kind of conversation to have. I was so uncomfortable. I just wanted to get out of there. And of course, you know, if you've ever been to an event like that, probably the first thing you're thinking is, who do I know in this space? Do I have a friend? Do I have an ally? Somebody I can cling to so that I have kind of a, a comfort blanket that I can carry around with me as I'm in this strange new place. I imagine you've had those experiences before. You've had to go to a place where you feel like you just don't belong. Like, how did I get here? And... Maybe it's true of you on an even greater level. Maybe not just a cocktail party or a concert or an event, but maybe you actually found yourself or find yourself now in a whole lifestyle where you feel like you just don't belong. Maybe it was in childhood where you loved to read and you loved to study and your family was kind of anti-intellectual, made fun of you for reading books or for being curious about those kinds of things. Maybe you grew up in a really nerdy family that liked to read a lot and you weren't a great reader. It wasn't your passion. You liked to draw or play music or just have a good time. Maybe as you became an adult, you made choices that got you into a life, into a relationship, into a family that you did not expect and you never felt fully at home, like you truly belonged in that relationship. You know, I love this song, Fast Car, by Tracy Chapman. And I always liked the original song, but now Luke Combs has done a cover of this song, and now I like it even more because I like Luke Combs. <laughs> but this song, ultimately, if you drill down and really look at the lyrics, is fundamentally about belonging. You see, the song is called Fast Car because essentially the, the woman in this story is trying to run away from a life in which she felt she never belonged. A dad who was an alcoholic, a mom who left because she couldn't stomach the relationship anymore, stuck in a dead-end job, not knowing what her future might look like, and wanting something more for herself, and wanting to belong. And so she wants to get in a fast car with a good-looking guy and flee the small town in which she lives and go to the big city and start a new life where she might feel like she ultimately, truly belongs. I was thinking about belonging this week, and there's a, a passage of scripture. One of my favorite areas of scripture is in the book of Isaiah, from about chapter 39 to about chapter 63. I know, totally random, right? But there's something about that section of Isaiah that's inspiring. Isaiah says so many beautiful things. You see, the prophet Isaiah was living in a time of great upheaval and tragedy. 
the northern kingdom of Israel was being overtaken by the Assyrians in the north, basically conquered, and the southern kingdom was facing certain uh, death, certain destruction at any moment. And you have in this moment of upheaval and, and violence and invasion, this prophet named Isaiah, who speaks a hard truth into the lives of the people of Israel and Judah. He says a lot of hard things about the way they live their lives, about how they treat one another, about how they treat the least of those in their community. Then Isaiah always makes this turn. As harsh as he can be, as almost seemingly judgmental as he can be about his own people, eventually he makes this turn to this picture of what life could be, what life will be, because God promises that it will look this way. And in Isaiah chapter 44, there's just this little tidbit this beautiful little example of Isaiah speaking about this future hope that we have because we follow God. He says, you know, Israel, there, there's going to come a day when you say, I belong to the Lord. And some of you are even going to write, I am the Lord. I'm the Lord's person on my hand. It's not interesting. Not too far from Isaiah 44, just a few chapters away, Isaiah speaks as God and says, I've engraved you on the palms of my hands, which has always been a powerful statement. I was gifted a long time ago a page from an original King James Bible that's about 400 years old, and this very passage about engraving on the palms of my hands is on that page of the King James Bible. I've often thought of it as kind of a picture of Jesus being crucified on the cross, that God loves us so much that God would wear that love right here, perhaps right here. And so we see that again, we literally write on our hands, I am the Lord. It's like my kids, you know, my daughters are 11 years old, they'll often write on their hands, and usually it's a bird or a dragon or some silly thing, and I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if they wrote the Lord's, I am God's, I belong, like a, a tattoo affixed to their body to say that they belong to something greater than themselves. So Isaiah is speaking to this future picture of belonging. And I think that's so important because as we listen to the story in Fast Car, uh, the song tells us that this woman who's fleeing a certain situation finds herself, guess what? in the exact same situation again. Surprise, surprise, right? I mean, we all do it. We repeat cycles of life. We get stuck in grooves and ruts and, and sometimes make the same mistakes over and over again with different people or in different ways. So by the end of the song, she's married to her father, essentially, to an alcoholic and someone who's not working. And she's facing the same choices that her mother faced in the beginning of the story. Interesting, isn't it? But at the end of the day, the song isn't really about whether things work out for this person in this story or not. The song is about how do we belong no matter where we are, no matter where we are, because we know we're going to find ourselves in situations that are impossible to navigate, situations where we have to get out. We have to get in that fast car and drive away. I've known so many people in my life who've had to do that. People who've had to get in a fast car to get away from domestic violence, get away from a, a husband that's hurting them, a boyfriend that's hurting them, 
I've known so many people who need to get in a fast car to get away from addiction because someone in their lives is overcome with alcohol or drugs, can't make good choices or safe choices any longer. I've known people who've had to get in that fast car and get out of toxic situations, verbally abusive situations, cultural situations with their family that just aren't healthy and cause them to get into a cycle of uh, depression or anxiety. They get in that fast car and they drive away and they try to start a new life. And oftentimes they find they're still not quite happy. They thought they would be much happier if they just changed their setting or changed their venue. And certainly, I'm not knocking getting in that fast car, friends. Sometimes we have to do it. I've done it myself where I was in a marriage that was uh, quite difficult and quite challenging. And one day I had to get in that fast car and get out of there. And the same is true for me. I got out of there and the grass seemed greener on the other side, but there were just a whole new set of challenges on the other side. So the question is not so much, did my life get any better? Did I change my circumstances? But can I find a way to belong? No matter where I am, no matter what situation I find myself in. And I think the answer is yes, of course. Particularly when we rely on the promises of God. And we look at Isaiah and this beautiful picture of us proclaiming to ourselves, preaching to ourselves, praying amongst ourselves that we belong to God. See, we'll never ultimately find our belonging anywhere else. We can try to find belonging in our job. Our job in America tends to be our, our focus of identity, right? So what do we ask each other when we first meet somebody? It's not, who are you? What do you like? It's, what do you do? So often our first question is about your job, your vocation, it's part of our identity, part of who we are, and so we prioritize that as if it's one of the most important things about who we are. But the fact is, whether you're working exactly where you know God has called you to work or you're in some dead-end job that frustrates you, at the end of the day, neither one of those things is going to create belonging for you because those things will come and go. You will have a great job and lose it. The economy might crash. You might have to move. Your family circumstances might change. And so relying on that job for belonging is a tenuous experience. Kind of like we talked last week about building your house on rock instead of on the, the shifting sand of life. If we look for belonging in a job, that sand will shift underneath us and we will be crushed. We will fail. The sad part is the same is really true about family and friends too, right? Family and friends will fail us and we will fail them. I hope I'm not sounding like too much of a downer right now, but we have to be realistic. I mean, we're human beings and we make choices and sometimes those choices are poor. <laughs> God knows I do. I make uh, poor decisions, not as much as I used to, but a lot on a regular basis. Even as poor as having chocolate chip cookies for breakfast, which I know better than to do, but I've done even today, right? So we'll, we'll fail each other as family and friends. And if you look for your ultimate belonging in a human being, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be disappointed because you've expected too much of people around you and probably expected too much of yourself. And that is really, really difficult. So what, how do we do this? How do we find belonging 
wherever we are in whatever circumstance we're in. This is the great question and the great challenge of life. Because I do believe probably one of the fundamental uh, journeys of life is the journey of finding belonging. Finding that place where you feel like you're supposed to be there and you never want to leave. And what we find when we read the wisdom of all the scripture from beginning to end is that that place of belonging is really a place in eternity. It's really a place that sometimes is called heaven or eternity future or, or the kingdom of God. And on this side of heaven, we get a taste of that belonging. But we don't really fully experience it until we get to the other side. That's what we believe in the Christian tradition. In our faith tradition is that, you know, belonging is here to taste, but it doesn't come in its fullness until we truly meet God face to face in eternity. So you might be questioning now, well, what do I do in the meantime? Now, don't be like one of my daughters when I explain things like this. She say, well, then I just need to die quicker so I can go to heaven faster. <laughs> That's what kids sometimes think. It's very simple, right? If I want to have a better life, I ought to just have eternal life. But that's not what God has called us to. We are all called to a purpose. If you read just the letters of Paul, there's 13 letters. Read those letters, and in every one of those letters, you are going to see that you are called to a purpose. In every one of those letters, you're going to see that you've been given gifts from God, empowered by the Spirit of God that is in you to do important things in the world to bring what we call the kingdom of God to earth as it is in heaven. You know, Jesus prayed that prayer, but it wasn't just a passive prayer. Well, God, I hope you bring kingdom down here because we're going to hell in a handbasket, right? Yeah, that's part of the prayer, but I think part of the prayer for Jesus was help us, God, to bring the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, to live out the values of God on earth as it exists in eternity. So we have a calling. We have a calling. And it's a wonderful, beautiful, exciting calling, which is that we create the taste of belonging. We create the space for belonging in this world. We give people a taste and a picture of what it is God is promising us in eternity. And what does that do? It gives people hope. It gives people hope to take the next step, to wake up the next day, to get out of bed the next morning to persevere in a relationship or have the courage to get out of a relationship because they have hope that there is ultimate belonging out there. Part of what I hope we do at Kaylee Community is create this experience of a taste of belonging. The people feel like this feels right. This feels like home. This feels like a group of people that though we might make mistakes, will forgive one another. And though we might have agendas, we'll lay those down for the priority of love. And though we might want music a certain way or worship a certain way or even a certain meal, we look out for each other. We lay our own priorities down for one another because we are trying to create a taste of that belonging here on earth as we hope to see it in eternity in some perfect way. What an amazing calling. 
I mean, if that doesn't excite you, I don't know what would excite you. Because literally, you have the power and the capacity in your everyday life to allow people to taste of God. To taste of belonging, to taste of love and justice and mercy and forgiveness. You have that power. It doesn't matter if you make $7 an hour or $70 an hour. It doesn't matter if you dress in jeans and boots or a fancy dress and high heels. It doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. It doesn't matter if you're in a dead-end job or in the calling that you know God has called you to do. It doesn't matter if you feel like you have a lot of power in life and family and career or if you feel like you're powerless. Every one of us has a calling, a gift from God, and the ability to let other people taste and see that God is good. You can do it anywhere. You can do it in the grocery store line by just making conversation with the person next to you, complimenting them, looking for a point of commonality, or just that glance that says, I get it, I understand. You can do it in the bank line when everyone else is being rude to the teller because it's taking way longer than it should. And you take that step and say, you know, thank you for your hard work today. You can do it with your own family. Forgiving a kid that is really hard to forgive because they keep making poor choices. But do it anyway because God forgave you when you didn't deserve it. You can do it with yourself, by the way. When you make a mistake, when you see that you're in a place that you wish you weren't, and you give yourself grace, you say, what? You know what? Tomorrow's another day. You have the power and the gift and the calling to create a place of belonging for anyone and everyone that you come in contact with today, tomorrow, and every day until we get to the other side. And so I hope that you walk with us in learning how to create this space of belonging. For those that have had to jump in a fast car and flee a dangerous situation, a dead-end situation, that we would walk with them and welcome them into this new space. And for those that know that they have to stick with whatever situation they're in, that we walk with them too, and love them through that journey. But no matter what, whether you're running from something, or running to something, or staying right where you are, it's incumbent upon all of us to use the gifts God has given us to create that taste and that space of belonging. Because at the end of the day, every one of us, created in the image of God, belongs. Everybody belongs. No one is excluded. So how do we live that out in our lives? That's the challenge for you today. That's the challenge for you this week. How do you live it out? Are you looking for the opportunities that, as Ephesians chapter 2 says, that God has prepared for you beforehand for the creation of the universe? God already had in mind the exact good works that God wants you to do. And the question is, are your eyes and ears open to see and hear those opportunities? Are you attuned to the fact that every day God has laid people in your path so that you can create space for belonging for them, so that you can bring healing to them? We live in such a deeply divided world, and as part of that division, there's a lot of people who don't feel like they belong. The number one cause of gun deaths now is suicide. 
The number one cause of children's death is gun violence, and much of that is suicide. We're literally tearing each other apart. We have red states passing the most restrictive possible abortion laws, and then we have blue states reacting against that by trying to create sanctuaries and refuges. We're creating a new civil war in our nation, and none of it's doing anybody any good. It's not helping anybody. You ban abortion all day long, somebody will go find it somewhere else. You create open spaces for that to happen, but you're not fundamentally healing hearts and families. Our solutions won't be political ones. Our solutions will be solutions of the heart, solutions of belonging. So as long as we keep uh, marching down this, this route of voting for the most bombastic people, voting for quote-unquote good Christian people who continue to exclude others, we're never going to create that space of belonging. We're sending the wrong message when we do this. Now, I'm not here to give you political answers, but we can just look at our culture or open up your phone and look at the headlines on whatever news app you look at, and you can see that it feels like the world really is going to hell in a handbasket. I'm going to tell you why. It's because some people want it to. Some people want the world to go to hell in a handbasket. There's a theology out there, a conservative Christian theology that says, yeah, the world's supposed to go to hell in a handbasket, so Jesus can come back. And I'm telling y'all, that ain't right, and it ain't true. Christians are not called anywhere in Scripture to help bring about hell on earth. We are called to bring the kingdom of God on earth, to bring light and goodness, and love, and justice, and mercy, and forgiveness to earth. And so when you hear that self-fulfilling prophecy, well, it's okay, the world gets worse, Jesus is coming back. Y'all, I don't think Jesus is coming back till we get our stuff together. Until our Lord sees us actually follow him by doing the things he did, by bringing healing and reconciliation love, and justice into the world. And until we do that, he's just going to wait patiently. We keep getting in those fast cars, driving away from our problems, and Jesus just keeps reminding us, you got to face them head on and do it together. So how are we going to create spaces of belonging everywhere? In our home, with strangers, in our church, in our state, in our nation? It's incumbent upon all of us to consider this prayerfully. So I hope you'll consider it with me. How do we create spaces to belong? How do we belong? How do we hang on to the hope that we are the Lord's? And how do we etch it into our hand, tattoo it onto our bodies? I am the Lord's. I belong. And so do you. Amen. Amen. 